It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Does that intro ever get old? I don't think so. <laughs> Not for me. Yep. Where's the beer? <laughs> We've the got Bush. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we asked where's the beer. Okay. You're not answering the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, that voice, that unseen voice is Brother Bob. He's over on the casting couch running the controls. We're back to full strength, kids. I got my trusty coat. Oh, oh, oh the Dallas Cowboys fell down. Get rid of that. Get rid of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of fitting yeah. it, they're going to take down Baylor now <laughs> that, that thing was up all night till the show started and then down, down goes Frazier oh that is hilarious <laughs> well we're here with my sports fingali Max Aaron Dondo again brother Bob we gave Jason the night off keeping with tradition we're going to do a predicted score of the game tonight we got Minnesota at Minnesota playing Pittsburgh um of course, Minnesota came off that uh, that sad loss. They've lost seven times this year by a combined 28 points. Can you believe that? And we were talking about before the show, they got the talent, you know. Um, it's just a matter of Kirk Cousins putting it together for four quarters. I think he will tonight. I've seen uh, Pittsburgh's pass uh, defense against the pass. It's terrible. So I don't think it's going to be a close one tonight. I got Minnesota 42 and the Steelers 17. Big Ben may be relieved by um, um, who's the guy you said wouldn't play? Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> but he's actually yeah. the third quarterback. Yeah, he's, well, he's third on the well, depth yeah, chart Mason, and, and, and first in my heart. Dwayne gets relieved. I mean, uh, uh, Ben gets relieved. Rudolph goes down and Haskins. Uh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, with that being said, uh, as far as joking, no. Um, I have the Steelers uh, 21 and Minnesota 20. Ooh, close so, one. Close one, yeah. I think yeah. with uh, Cook coming back from Minnesota, it's going to make a little bit of difference. But with Pittsburgh, uh, when Drew was mentioning as far as uh, relieve, yeah, Ben's going to relieve himself and then probably not going to make it through the rest of the game. So he's getting up there. Is he, yeah. he going to relieve himself on the field or is he going to relieve himself at halftime? At halftime, okay. he'll go and <laughs> yeah, he's uh, his balls aren't um, his balls aren't. Uh, then I then I get in the receivers. Like they used to be. Yeah, no, no, it's time for him to go. You can just tell it was yeah. like Drew Brees, but when Drew Brees, you kind of see he he was kind of coming down and and it's kind of uh, downward. Um, ben is just worse. He can't even put it put anything in, into into his throw. So it's time but, for him to leave. But you know, you, you gotta love the guy, man. I mean, that dude. Suited up, what is this? Is 18th year? 18th year. Yeah, my uh, question that I have for you guys both is he, uh, uh, you know, Hall, I mean, he's going to make it to the Hall oh, of Fame. Is he first ballot? Oh, yeah. He's first that's, ballot. That's a no brainer. Of course. Bob, first ballot, you think, for, for Ben? How many Super Bowls does he have? One. Yeah, sure, whatever. I think yeah, he makes it in the second. Numbers. I think it's a second. I think he's got to hold back a little bit. So, but he's a, he's a hall of famer for sure. We talked a little bit about last year or, or last show. They they've actually nominated some of the NFL and they're, they've narrowed down that list. Maybe next week we'll pull up that list and kind of debate that. Who do you got, Bob? 
<sighs> okay, moving right along. I, I don't trust Kirk Cousins. Okay. It, the, for, for me, the book on Kirk Cousins is great stats. He's going to delight you for three and a half quarters. 25 touchdowns, three interceptions. I'll take that for you're, you're, any quarter. You're proving my point. You're yeah. proving my point about great stats. And he's going to rip your heart out halfway through the fourth quarter. Just tell me why they didn't beat the Lions. You know, everyone's got to win every once in a while. Yeah, tonight it's going to be the Steelers. Steelers Whoa. have to win, yeah. Steelers have to win to make the playoffs. So they're not going to win. Three. So, score? In the last... 30 seconds. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So then they lose eight game, eight times this year by combined 20, 31 points. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll go for that. <laughs> well, uh, CFP rankings are out. We filibustered. We debated. We went round and round. Uh, Bob may have something to say about a Kurt Herb Street tweet. This should be right up your alley, brother Bobby. Read that tweet. Yeah, let me read it. <clears throat> this was uh, Kurt Herbstreet, who I'll always love forever. He's a Buckeye. For the first time since its inception, the CFP finally has a group of five school competing for the national championship. Well, congratulations, is a word. congratulations, Cincinnati Bearcats. Okay, now you know before you hate on these guys. I did a little research. Okay. I always do a little research. They almost beat the Bulldogs of last year, which was their last loss. They lost 23 to 20, I think. Lost by three points against Georgia last year. Proceeded to go 13 and 0 this year. So why aren't you showing the Bearcats any love? They deserve to be in the final four. Oh, well, that's a step. That's an improvement from... But do not tell me they're one of the top four college football teams in the nation because you'd be lying. Okay, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now, on they've... It, I, I heard uh, Booger McFarlane talk about this. You, you know, you, you talk about resume and you talk about taking a test. By their, re, by their resume, they don't deserve to be there. I mean... Ohio State, Notre Dame, maybe Baylor after what they did to Oklahoma State. Sorry, Oklahoma State. Yeah. Second Bears. But but when when they took the test, when Oklahoma State took the test, they you know, laid an egg. Yeah. So okay, put them in there. Well, you know why I believe they're there? Because nobody else stepped up. When you think about oh, yeah. this, the ACC. The, the champs of the ACC had two losses. The Pac-12 had three losses, and they're, everyone lost three games, so they pretty much, you can't blame them, but they're pretty much there by default because no one else stepped up to the plate. And the team that could have maybe passed them, Notre Dame, laid an egg, as they always do, and Cincinnati beat them. Well, with Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC – more cat and fodder for the rest of the SEC. What, I mean, do you have to look any further than the SEC for our, our national champion every year now? It's going to be tough not to. I mean, that's, we got to face reality. I hope the Big Ten, Pac-12, they, they, um, they have to do something because the SEC is starting to become, you know, the the premier football league, you know, of, of yeah. college. Yeah, kick 
kick Vanderbilt out, kick Kentucky or Western Kentucky or whoever the heck is at the bottom of that thing, bring in Clemson, bring in Ohio State, bring in Michigan, get them yeah. over. Let's just have a super conference. You have to do something because it's it's going to be this way every year. But my boy Jim Harbaugh, I am I am going to call Michigan beating Georgia, Michigan beating Alabama, Michigan go Big Blue. All right, Bob saying interesting. It. And I mean they're peaking at the right time. They're good. They just need to find a passing game, and they have about a month to do that. Now let's go back to this real quick. As far as the uh, we're talking about the championship, uh, it's going to sort itself out. And kind of kind of with Bob here. Um, where we're talking about the domination of the SEC. Well, let's think about that for a second. Drew brought that point up. So the SEC, you have Baylor finishing in uh, the top seven, or to say top 10, Baylor, Cincinnati, and Houston was making a run. So right there, um, you have three, four teams that are going to be part of the Big 12 or somewhat part of the Big 12 with Cincinnati, Baylor, BYU, Houston coming in, and Central Florida. So that's a strong enough conference. Let's let it play out. Bob was mentioning Minnesota, or excuse me, uh, Michigan. What if we said it, we're going to say it here. What if Cincinnati makes a move and upsets the first team they play? Then what if, just saying what if, the second team that are playing gets upset as well. Then what happens? Uh, would we continue talking about the big, co- I mean, the conferences dominating, or do we kind of leave it alone with all the coaching yeah. changes that are happening because college football well, is going to change? Are, are, are you are you proposing a scenario where Cincinnati upsets Alabama and then Cincinnati upsets either Georgia or Michigan? Yeah. Well, you used to- I, I, I call that one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, <well. laughs> and you remember before we, everyone, before we said, I said Cincinnati was going to finish in the top four. Okay. Oh yeah. I remember that. And, and that's did. fine, but it is fine because you, you use the word if a lot. And if my aunt had not, she'd have been my uncle. The other thing is I know your affinity for your big 12, but when you no, say it's, it's going to be a solid conference and they're going to be losing Texas, Oklahoma and replacing them with, Really, Cincinnati and well, the reason I'm saying that is because of the changes will, of of the coaching. They're, they're going to change. Uh, Nick Saban is not going to be there forever, right? So if we sit here and think the next ten years that the SEC is going to dominate, they're going to dominate with Texas going in and Oklahoma. Not really. Uh, the only one that is dominating is Alabama. With that change in Nick Saban, guys, the reality is college, uh, college football has changed and it's going to change. And we keep saying that Georgia. Again, they keep stumbling and, and falling. They can't even choose a quarterback right now, and Alabama's going to win. If these teams get beat this weekend, or excuse me, uh, in, in about four weeks, then what happens? Then what do we talk about? Well, it's just something to talk about. I mean, it, it's it, something it's, to talk about, but I don't know if it's steeped in reality or not. It I, is. It's, that's, why, that's why everyone does shows. They, they have to have something to talk I, about. I've got to disagree about something. I mean, I, I forget which coach said, you know, when he was asked during a press conference. I think he was getting ready for one of the final four in basketball. And he said, coach, do, you know, do you, you know, do you think you have a chance? He's like, well, we're all, one of the only two teams on the court. I think we kind of get a chance. <laughs> so does Cincinnati have a chance against Alabama? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, as long as they're on the field, but yeah, it's over. <laughs> but okay. Nick, I, I, I don't think Nick Saban is going to allow it to happen. Do you, you see the post-game press conference from Georgia mm-hmm. where, where he was talking to all the reporters? Hey, all that rat poison you put out, 
Yummy. Yep. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, keeping with the theme of what we talk about, there is that conversation, and it's going to happen, the 12-team playoff. Real quick, pull up, Bob. If they had gone to the 12-team this year, what everything would have looked like, there would have been four teams that would have gotten a bye, Alabama, Baylor, Cincinnati, Michigan. Those are your conference championship. I mean, those are your conference champions. Yeah, conference champions. So that's kind of cool. They get buys. And then look at some of these matchups. They've been awesome. Ole Miss, Oklahoma State. Um, then you've got Georgia versus Pitt, Notre Dame, and Utah, Ohio State, Michigan State. And the winners of those play either play Alabama, Baylor, Cincinnati, or Michigan. So uh, Wait, take a look at that, folks. I mean, I mean, lo- looking at the bottom of that, Ohio State playing Michigan State after they played in the regular season, and the winner of that would play Michigan after they played in the regular season. Well, just everyone deserves a second chance. That's yeah, why Max is here. True. True. So it would have been cool. After- and, and, and it also validates, say Ohio State kicks Michigan State's ass, it validates that win. Uh, and then if Michigan would, were to beat Ohio State again, it would validate them. But, uh, you know, and nowadays, when they go to this conference championship style, uh, national championship style uh, format, there there are going to be some teams that are going to get upset. You know, you could have a, a 12-0 Alabama, and then they get upset in the quarterfinals. You know, it's like you said at the beginning of the year, just it's going to make it so much more interesting. In the regular season, you know, the games are going to be better. Yeah, yeah. when you when you look at this, um, you you can sit here and put your put the money aside. When you're looking at it, uh, Alabama's defensive uh, secondary uh, it needs work right now, and you got a couple of injuries with them. The best thing you can do with Alabama, you can throw against Alabama. And uh, what does Cincinnati do well? They throw. What does Pitt do well? They throw. You got some teams out there that can do that. And for us to sit here and say, you know what, they're going to dominate everybody. Yeah, we've been saying that all year, and they've only dominated a couple of teams. Yeah, I know. Well, Cincinnati, they got a great quarterback. If he has the game of his life, and somehow or another, you know, Alabama has some short field turnovers, or the kid, Bryce Young. Anything can happen. I mean, the kid's, I mean, he's a freshman stud. I mean, he's done everything that the program's asked him to do. I I have a couple rules in life that that I've, I've come to hold very, very dear to me. Don't bet against Bill Belichick. Don't bet against Nick Saman. Don't tug on Superman's cape and don't piss into the wind. <laughs> okay. And those are good rules. I'm those just saying. Good. And if you have stock, uh, buy low and sell high. There you go. That's there you the go. Other one. Um, so in 1979, a hick from French Lick emerged onto the NBA scene. I believe he was 80. Yeah. And we're there. Gonna, we go. I just want to. You know, I watched this guy, man. I, at the time, I was probably 14 or 15 years old, so everyone was Larry Bird on the basketball court. They're either Larry or Magic, and uh, it's his birthday today. And I remember this game, and, you know, if you watch this guy, he, he was just an incredible player. But I've never seen an athlete where the opposing team is literally cheering their opponent on. Strikes again. 
Dennis in the lane. His short jumper is no good. Rebound, McHale. That's where they kill you. Rebound, no good. Rebound, no good. Rebound, Parrish knocked away. Dennis Johnson in the lane. The layup is no good. Remaining in the third. Bird posted left. Takes the jumper and hits it again. Ray Williams down low for Bird. Feels it and takes it. And drills it again. He's unbelievable. 205 remaining in the third. Bird for the bomb. Got it again. A three-pointer. Outlet pass, McHale. Two on one with Bird. Bird's lay Man, up. Man, those shorts. Short. Dominique has 26. Bird with eight seconds. Bird on the drive. The runner oh. is good again. Oh. You're seeing a greater performance as you'll ever see. Off to this Hawk team. And I wish I had watched Bird the Hawk team. Underneath a good pass by McHale. That's what happens. Comes Bird for the three-point bomb. In and out. Rebound. Antoine Carr. All right, here's DJ. Down low for Bird. Post. He gets away from the steal. He got fouled. He got clutched. Uh, so it'll be a two-shot foul. That's when they had real fouls Whoop. in the NBA. Could give Boston a six-point lead. That's an Bird. amazing head of hair. <laughs> He's got it. Front court here's Dennis Johnson. Down low for Bird. Right side Bird. Bird, the fall away, tough shot, and he drills it again. Somebody fell down. He can barely walk. They got to get Eddie out of there. McHale, his toe. Right corner, Watch Bird, bomb, good. Bird, he's got 50. Sideline a moment ago, Doc Rivers back in. Bird. Doc Rivers. They open the right side. Bird, the fall away. He oh, it again. That's the best shooting I've <laughs> ever seen in Dennis Johnson, the lead for Bird. They want him to, they want him to keep scoring. Bird takes the jumper and hits it again. Bird has 54. One more basket will tie the record. McHale sets the most points by a Celtic in one game. And McHale didn't set it more than a week ago. Rivers follows. Record with 56. Amazing. He does. It's on the baseline coming out right. There's Bird. Bird, 14 seconds, he got fouled. And fouled. He hit the shot. <laughs> They're not going to count it. And Bird falls into Joe O'Toole. Uh, They're not going to count it. I think it's the greatest shooting exhibition I've ever seen. Okay, okay. So you know the story about uh, how he got the 60 points and whatever? Mm -hmm. uh, the night before, I think McHale had set the franchise record with 58. And uh, Larry told him, he said, enjoy that record because tonight I'm going to Oh. And within 24 hours, he had he had reclaimed the. So that's a pretty cool story. I love the 80s Happy basketball, man. Happy birthday, Larry Bird. Happy birthday. Uh, college coaching carousel. Ooh, the coasting coaching carousel. We talked a little bit about that, Max. Your thoughts? Yeah, with the uh, the the carousel going on, that that's um, we're actually witnessing college football change. Um, with the coaching, um, you have Lincoln Riley going to USC, Brian Kelly going to LSU, Miami's made a coaching change. Oregon had to make a, a change and they're looking at Chip Kelly to come in back to Oregon. And then you got Oklahoma picking up, uh, Brent Venables and TCU had to make a change Texas tech, Washington state, and even Notre Dame promoted their defensive coordinator. And with all the changes, you know, with all the conferences changing as well and in the likeness, portals, everything is just changing in college football. Uh, made the comment earlier about 10 years from now, uh, we're not going to recognize it. It's going to be something where uh, you, you'll find yourself teams coming up. Get used to it like a Cincinnati, you know, with uh, these smaller teams coming out. 
you'll have them changing a little bit. And then the, the face of college football won't be recognized for us. I mean, when's the last time Notre Dame was in, uh, well, Notre Dame, Miami, Florida State. Uh, I have a list of about 20 or 30 colleges uh, that were relevant. Well, let me ask you this. So which, uh, when, on the coaching carousel, Bob or, or Max, who are the winners and losers in your estimation and why? Real quick, some of the. When you I, see, when when, you see one, one of my losers would be the players at Notre Dame. Well, yeah. Well, Oklahoma and Notre Dame and, I mean. But as far as the coaches. The which, coaches? Who, who made the best moves? Who made the wrong moves? Well, we don't know now. I mean, you don't know yet because uh, USC is not, I think USC has fallen in the same steps of uh, University of Texas and Austin. Yeah, Lincoln Riley's not going to go and change and uplift USC and make him dominant again. He's not. Really? I don't think he is, no. I mean, I, I give him three to four years. Bob Stoops gave him a team, and he just rode that, and he made Oklahoma great. Now, uh, USC has who? Name me four of their players that are NFL-ready. Okay? Okay, fair enough. So then when you go to LSU, can LSU go back to the dominance that they had? The dominoes fell. One of the things uh, for Cincinnati's quarterback, uh, Burrow comes in, he transfers, uh, they hired a coach for defense who's coaching Baylor right now and made him a dominant defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, with these coaches and doing all this right now, and you're looking at them, the one person that I see here when, when I'm looking at them is, okay, um, maybe LSU, but is Brian Kelly at 60 years old uh, where he won? Drew brought it up. He won because he's got a contract over $100 million. Oh, no, no, no. Lincoln aspect. Riley won because he has the, <laughs> the use house. of the jet. Yeah, because he's got a jet and uh, they paid for his two homes and then got him another one in, in California. But when it comes down to it, Nick Saban's sitting there thinking to myself, man, this is just where I want everybody. Okay, let's, let's, let's play a game. Over under five more years. Four for for any of these, let's let's okay. go to the coaches. Mm-hmm. We'll start Nick, off with Nick Saban. Uh, five years from now, I think it's over three. under. He over under five more years. How many, Nick how many wins does he have? A shite ton. Yeah, who's who's ahead of him in the college? Ooh. I think he's it. We got to check that. Too. But if he's there, if he, he's, he's not, done. He'll stay away. He's, he's done. I think he'll be gone in five years. How old is he? So you're taking the under on that? Yeah, yeah. We'll say Saban's still there. After five years? Yep. Okay. And then we'll go to uh, USC. Will Lincoln Riley be there five years from now? No. Based on the history of that team's coaching uh, staff, no. No. Okay. LSU, what about Brian Kelly with his accent, southern accent? Well, if he wins. <laughs> his southern Irish accent. <laughs> if he wins, yes. But remember, Nick Saban will still be there at Alabama, you said. Yeah, I think I think Kelly could stay there for five years. For five years, okay. It all uh, comes down to if they can recruit. And if they can recruit. Okay. What about Miami? Mario Cristobal. Miami's a dumpster fire, man. They so, just, yeah, no, so, know, who knows. Okay. What about Oregon? With uh, They're going to try to bring back Chip Kelly again. I, I think Kelly could. Take I him think, back? I think he could. Okay. And what about Oklahoma with Brent Venables? That's your call. I'm not sure. I don't have a lot of. I think Oklahoma, uh, Bob's going to give us an answer, but I think Oklahoma will be a second tier, just like, um, I mean, the rest of the SEC, when when you got the second tiers, they're like the uh, Missouris, Arkansas, they'll have one or two good years and then they'll fall back. So yeah, I, I'd say that he, yeah, he's going to be there, but he's not going to take them to the, to the uh, national championship where Bob Stoops had them. What about TCU? Don't know enough about it. 
Yeah, I don't think that guy will be there. So Texas Tech, Sonny Cumbie right now. And I think, again, going to uh, – they'll have a couple good years, down years. It's kind of one of those things. I don't think that coach will be there in five years. Yeah, and Max, we, we talked about it last week a little bit when when you weren't here. And, and, I, and I listened to a, a good uh, talk from an ESPN journalist about – the best job in the United States is a fired college football coach. Yeah. Because Brian Kelly goes to LSU, has a 10 year contract, gets fired after four or five years. He's still going to make another, yeah. you know, tens of millions of dollars. If he gets chased, and, out, if he gets chased out of town, he'll, he'll go somewhere else and sign another 10 year. LSU still owes Ogeron 18 oh, million. That's yeah. insane. And who's the new coach for Duke? No, no I have no idea. Uh, they're looking at Jason Garrett. Remember Jason Garrett for the Cowboys? <laughs> okay. And for the New York, that's, they're, they're looking at, yeah. That's why this fell down. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. They're, they're looking at Jason Garrett. Back to, so, yeah. Um, back to victories. Nick Saban, you, 257. So who's uh, number one? Uh, 23 others. I, 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 the, how far does he have to go to get to be number one? Uh, How many two, wins probably does he have to average? 232 more. So that would be what? five times 10. Ooh. I yeah. It's going to be around 20 years. I, it won't be around 20 I, years. I, I well, am the, not, modern, the modern day coaching record, not, not uh, Joe Schmo from John, John Gagliardi. No, yeah. So other, the, oh, a name come on. We, he was a powerhouse at Carroll and St. John's okay. in Minnesota. A name we recognize. <laughs> Joe Paterno? Okay, so no. he'll, he'll pass Joe Pa. He's got another 150 to get the I Joe I think pa. he'll do it. He'll, he'll st- he's not that old. Jesus Christ. He, that's 10, that's 15 more years. <laughs> Dude, he's not going to coach that How long. old is he? He's not, he's not going to last 15 more years. <laughs> If he's 60 and he, and he plays till he, uh, <laughs> he coaches till he's 70 or 71, uh, yeah. that's, not, that's not old by coaching standards anymore. Okay, Bobby Bowden, 377. Bear Bryan, 323. Pop Warner. Wow, this is going really far back. He coached Georgia from 1895 to 1896. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if it Let's just say this. If Saban wants the record, he, he could get it. If he wants it. The, the, the one thing, my hat's off to Saban. He has morphed Alabama as the game has changed. Yeah. He hasn't changed his players to meet his coaching style. He's changed his coaching style to meet his players in a new game. And, you know, you, you, you look at him, you, you look at Belichick, and you look at the best coaches. They're going to take away your strength and make you play your weakness. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean... Monday Night Football, Mac Jones threw three pass plays. Completed two. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, the odd man out we talked about, it was kind of Luke Fickle. It's kind of weird that he took Cincinnati and he's had two great years and hasn't really gotten a, a phone call. It's just strange to me. Well, Fickle's looking at the um, the Big uh, Big 12, or excuse me, the um, yeah conference, and he's looking at that, and who does he have um, – to challenge him there. I mean, yeah, of course I love Baylor, but yeah. is, is Baylor going to cha- challenge Cincinnati in football? Not every year. Uh, who Texas is leaving. Oklahoma is leaving yeah. Oklahoma state. So he's going to go there and he's going to dominate. 
Yeah. He's, he's doing a good job. I, I like the guy. He's doing it the right way, mm-hmm. and he's going to dominate that conference. But I, I think that he's going to do a better job than Lincoln Riley's going to do at USC. So, the the USC fans need to have an appetite for waiting. It's it's if they allow it to run it out, it's going to take three or four more years. Well, first of all, the USC fans have to show up to the stadium. Do you did you see those games? There's like fifty people in the stands. It's I mean, crazy. I mean, as a parallel, talking about one of our coaches in the top four, Jim Harbaugh. I mean, he had numerical success, a winning record, but he wasn't beating the big teams. It wasn't beating ranked teams. They restructured his contract, all of that stuff. They, you know, the fans stuck with him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and by God, did you, did you hear what he did with his bonuses for the yeah. good I mean, job? Hats off to that guy. Yeah. Here, here's my bonus. Everyone that had their, their salaries cut. He's paying them. Yeah. Good That's job. A move. He's a good dude. Sticking with college football. Um, this kind of broke my boot, my my, my heart, um, Quinn Edwards, Ewers, Ohio State. He's from Texas. Great quarterback, uh, blue chip, five star quarterback. He entered the portal, and he's looking at Tech. He's looking at A and M or Texas. I'm assuming since Texas was his first choice before Ohio State, he'll probably end up in Texas. Yeah, and be playing in the SEC. Yeah, he won a, a state championship, or he played for the state championship at South Lake Carroll. Uh, Sonny Cumbie is going to bring in a, another quarterback at Texas Tech, so he's going to probably going to sign with uh, Texas in that way. Uh, he's got a good quarterback there that's going to be able to help him out a little bit. Um, and A&M, I think uh, Jimbo Fisher has a couple of guys coming in as well. And one of the issues with him, uh, Drew brought up, was not only is he behind the starter, uh, CJ, but he's also third string behind uh, Kyle uh, McCord. Is that his name? Yeah. So he, he's not. Yeah. And then also remember Ohio state doesn't just sit there and doesn't uh, bring in quarterbacks. So they'll, br- they'll bring in another yeah. one this year. So he I don't has think to- Stroud's our answer, but we'll see what happens. Uh, he doesn't run the ball. I mean, and today's college, you have to have that player that's willing to tuck the ball and run and, Mm-hmm. Hopefully he'll develop, but I just, I just think there's a curve there that I saw this year that it's just, he's a good player. He's kind of like a, um, kind of like a Kirk Cousins. He's going to throw up some phenomenal stats, but they're still going to lose the game. But Ohio State's got a couple of guys that are coming in, and See? they're just going to reload. That's why this guy's yeah. leaving. So, yeah, good point. Well, let's end with the uh, the bad monkey incident. You guys hear about this? I mean. Is it really the monkey's fault? Well, let me tell you the story. Let me tell the people in case they didn't hear. Uh, this guy here, this is a Texas assistant coach, Jeff Banks. Him and his uh, girlfriend, her name is Danielle Thomas. She's What's her also, stage name? Her stage name is Paul Assassin. So she's she, a dancer of the exotic variety. She's an exotic dancer in, in Austin. They're married. They have a pet monkey. Don't know Who his doesn't? name. I love my pet monkey. <laughs> Let me get this. <laughs> okay, take his picture down. All right. So anyway, um, they had a Halloween thing for the kids. 
They were trick or treating. The kids were in the house. They're handing out candy and just need to make that point. What Drew's saying, it was in the front of the house. Now the monkey's in the back the of the back house. Of the house. Now they, meaning the the wife and the husband, poor assassin. Yes, invited the kid to the back. Right. They invited him. I just wanted to make that point because Correct. that's what happened. They invited the kid. The kid allegedly. Well, the. Well, but they invited the kid. Yeah. The kid didn't go on by himself. Right. So thank you. I'm sorry, Drew. And Keep they going. said they said he likes to um, uh, he likes to give high, high fives. fives. Yeah. So apparently, when the kid went for a high five, the monkey bit his hand, and then they tried to do cover up. I guess uh, they she later tweeted that to cover herself that you know this kid wasn't supposed to be back there. So that's why they're being sued for um, defamation of character. In gross negligence. Yeah. So what's the moral of the story? Don't. Spank your monkey if it's bad. Don't own a monkey. And spank him if he's bad. Don't allow kids to high five your monkey. Yeah. I mean, don't allow kids in the backyard. Kids, kids don't need to be anywhere near my wife. A grown ass adult doesn't need to be near a monkey. Do you remember that story a couple of years ago where that lady had her face chewed off by a chimp? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just. Just stick with the exotic dancers. They're dangerous enough. Okay, you don't need a monkey. Well, I mean, the exotic dancer comes with the pet monkey. It's a package deal. Actually, oh, I'm losing. Actually, they were on Springer. Did you know that a couple of years ago, she had the monkey and they were on the Springer show? This same woman? This same woman. Why was she True on the story, Springer? fact check. Why was she on the Springer show? I don't know. I, I just know she was on the show. I didn't get the reason why. Huh. But she was on Jerry It's Springer not a good reason. It's not a good reason at all. Yeah. No, he doesn't have like yeah. uh, uh, Heisman Trophy winners, uh, scholars. He doesn't have, uh, well, maybe he does have scholars, but no, he, he went to you there for another reason. Your life has slept, slipped to a new level of depravity if you're on the Jerry Springer show. Yep. Yep. That is the show you watch to know that your life doesn't suck so bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, we hope this show didn't suck. It was kind of everywhere today but we uh we look forward to seeing y'all next week and um any thoughts <laughs> uh, man that monkey uh, we went uh, off the rail for max yeah. <laughs> keep your monkey you know uh, guys comment if you think the pac-12 is going to be a powerhouse like uh like Max does, let us know your thoughts. No, I didn't say the, the Pac-12, no. I said the Big 12 is going to be able I'm to compete. Sorry, the, uh, the not Big the 12, Pac-12. The Big sorry, 12. Pac-12. The Big 12. They should just go to basketball. Yeah. Yeah, they've been pretty inept there, too. I know. Well, guys, hit that like and subscribe button, and we'll see you next week. Okay. We're out.